Can you believe this is episode 50? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? No. Oh, boy. How exciting. Happy episode we 50, made it. everyone. Happy half centennial. What is it? Our, like, diamond year? What do you think year 50 is? Isn't this golden? Here's the Thing is a podcast where Ashley and I try things for the first time. Um, season one, we just were out there with each other trying things. Season two, we went abroad. Season three, we were um, meeting friends and doing quarantine with them. And then, um, yeah, now we're in season four and we're trying new things. Masterclass with friends who are experts. And this week, our expert is my brother, and the man who made the music for our uh, podcast, Ian Pat. Over, I'm an amateur. No, 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 amateur, but... no expert. <laughs> expert. But the kind words are appreciated. Yeah, so we're going to write, so we're going to do first time writing a song this week. It's Ashley and I's first time writing a song, but not this King's. Mm-hmm. He's written plenty of songs before, so he's going to help us out. Exactly right. You bet. Ian- What's your experience in music? You said you were an amateur, but I feel like that's not true. Uh, I, it is pretty true, actually. Um, all all the Pat kids were we took piano lessons as small children, um, and so I guess I got my start there. And with Mrs. Bird, but right? quit after like sixth grade. Yeah, with Mrs. Bird, and then we got new piano teachers when we came to. Organ, I guess. And I, I wish I would have stuck with piano lessons, but I didn't. Um, I think if I remember right, I had to like miss football practice in sixth grade to go to piano. And I was like, this is stupid. That is and I'm not quitting. cool. That and, is uh, not how you're going to yeah. the ladies and yeah. hang out with your friends. Wait, which I feel like football and uh, piano could be a way to pull them in, but <laughs> Take where are you going I know, there, I know, Ashley? I know. But I met at sixth grade. Okay. I feel like nobody's going to oh, see yeah. you play the piano. I feel like that's just for, like, you and your family. Everybody, yep, the whole school pretty much. play football. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And big big crowds at middle school football games, as everybody knows. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, – our dad plays guitar a little bit, and so he had some guitars lying around the house. And I around the time I quit – I think part of the way – I like talked my mom into letting me quit piano was uh, we were able to do like band in middle school starting at sixth grade and my dad had a bass that he didn't use so I was like oh I could play that that'd be pretty cool I'm a huge Beatles Beatles fan and I love Paul McCartney so naturally gravitated towards that instrument you know but uh, yeah I was like well mom I'll if I quit piano I'll do band and she was like okay that works so that's how I started getting into uh, not piano stuff, but like playing, you know, the bass. And then I think by the time I was a freshman in high school, I'd picked up a guitar. So, so I just, why you're so lucky that you got to learn bass in middle school band. The rest of us were out here playing the trombone, me. Trombone. (laughs) (laughs) And it has done nothing for me. Uh, Looking back, I think it would have been real. I think 
uh, I could have figured out how to do that later on. Cause the, as far as like the band teaching went, it was very limited. I, I, my teacher didn't know crap about it and we had a book or whatever that showed the note. And I just learned like the notes in the first, I don't know, four to five frets. Couldn't really do anything outside of that. Didn't know how the, all that went. Anyhow, I wish I would have learned how to like play the trumpet or something cool. That's because like, no, <laughs> yeah, nobody just learns how to play trumpet outside. I'm as far as I know. Right. I picks it up like in their thirties and is like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be really cool. I truly love brass instruments. Do you really? Yeah, I do. So I'll, one, uh, one of my favorite bands, the Lemon Twigs, uh-huh. one, of them, one of them played trumpet and band, and uh, they just, they, they've done like three albums, their second one. There was some awesome trumpet on there, which made me think, dude, why did I play the bass in middle school band? That I have an entire playlist on Spotify devoted to songs that I realize have brass instruments in them and i just throw them all in there it's my favorite interesting like uh pop music or instrumental stuff orchestra stuff i don't uh usually not instrumental <laughs> usually not just purely trumpet <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's like different genres that i, I love a good here here's a, a good like, rec for you yeah. ashley sure 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 paul mccartney wrote this song called thingamabob I should look up how to spell it, but the, the what is it, like the Dyke Mills Band, something like that, plays it. Very brassy. Very fun. No no lyrics. Okay. Yeah. I've written it down. Sick. So, Bud, when did you start writing songs? When did that happen? I should say that, like, primarily I, I like to play other people's music. Um, but naturally, like, when you play music a lot you're like oh maybe i should try writing my own tune i guess Mm -hmm. and i think around probably when i was like senior in high school freshman in college took a stab at some very basic stuff what's that so i did band i listen to music but i feel like it's very different to actually create something out of your own brain like i that just seems like a different beast altogether yeah would you say for sure the different processes of that um it kind of depends on i think you could probably ask like a hundred different uh songwriters and get a hundred different answers kind of a thing mm-hmm. um there's definitely one multiple methods probably that you could uh you guys could take when you try to do your own songs here um i would normally start probably figuring out um a chord progression i guess that I liked and then maybe a melody with it. Um, But so like some people start with lyrics, some people start with a melody and go from there. Some people uh, start with like a beat, I guess too. That's a thing. Um, There's more than one way to to bake the bread. Okay. I feel like, okay. When you sit down, do you sit down to write songs or do you have it kind of going on in your head and then you just have to like go get it? written down kind of thing like how does yeah. that um i haven't tried for like probably a year or two so but normally um so that i guess going back to there's more than one way to bake the bread some people like sit down and work at it really hard like there's this uh songwriter i like a lot named gilbert o'sullivan who's kind of he's a really good songwriter he's not he had a couple big hits i guess but not very mainstream at all anyhow Old Gilbert is a piano player, and he spends, like, 
eight, I think since the time he was like 16, just eight hours a day at the piano every day. So it's like a, it's a time and a, and a work kind of thing for him. Normally I, I get like a good, um, well, a lot of times it starts when I'm like listening to music and, uh, oh God, this sounds so dumb, but vibing on it, you know, enjoying it. And then you just get a good rush of, of, uh, creative energy and you go do your own. I, like I said, I haven't written a ton and, and most of the time, probably when you start out writing songs, um, you're just kind of looking to imitate stuff that you like a lot. So normally I would start there, get a big rush of energy, probably kind of like it's a, it's a cool creative high sort of a thing. Um, and then it all either comes out or it doesn't at all. And I, I don't, I'm pretty lazy too. So another thing about that is if I don't like finish something on the spot, it, I mean, it never gets completed ever. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that if you like, because I feel like you, this might be wrong when the twigs when like go to school came mm -hmm. out by the twigs, you like were writing a ton because of them. Is that right? Yeah, I think I was. Yeah. And then I also, I, I don't know, I guess I was pretty busy. I'm really busy right now. I had a piano in my room. I had a really good setup, which uh, prompted oh, yeah. some of that, I think. That yeah. Nice. And like a good private space, I guess, to not be embarrassed about <laughs> sounding stupid. For the listeners, he in his old apartment, he used to not have any windows. It was, and he had a piano in his room. Well, there's there's windows in the apartment, but not in his room. And so you could really go in there and be like in a cave and not and like be completely mute to the outside world. It was an awesome environment. Yeah, uh, had the piano in there. I've got couple guitars and then i had a i have a banjo too that huh? i packed up in there my uncle ron gave me a, a ukulele i mean i just i had everything a guy could want outside of a drum set in there and uh yeah sometimes beth would be gone you know so uh, i live with my tw our twin not our twin my twin sister emily's other sister <laughs> um yeah and you could just like i mean 5 a.m. and and 12 a.m. There was like no difference in that room. So whenever you were just feeling up to it, you know, go bang away. There's no inspiration from like nature yeah. and like the light. It's all just like rumbling <laughs> in your dark room, your little jail cell. Yeah, no. Yeah, I. That would probably be more artistic to have like a good view of a tree or something, uh -huh. a pasture. But uh, <laughs> nope. Have either of you guys tried taking a stab at this before at all? Um, I have once. I could, yeah. But it is an unfinished product, and I don't really know where to access that at. But yeah, gotcha. it's and I yeah. haven't. I have like very little inspiration or motivation to do it. I'm like bad, <laughs> bad with keeping a tune, bad with being on key, bad with pitch, and so no part of me is like, yes, that's something I could do. But I guess theoretically, mm. I could play an instrument if I learned. What what did you, what did you play in band? I played the clarinet. Yeah, Somebody on. told me that I couldn't be tone deaf because I played the clarinet. But I, I had other people around me to like I could tell if I was on key. But there's I can't can't sing. So I don't know. You learned the ukulele during quarantine. That was your quarantine goal, yes, and that's you true. did it. I'm really hoping that you compose a beautiful clarinet piece for this actually with I was some ukulele sprinkled yesterday. over the top i was like can i find that and i don't know where it is 
I've cleaned out the garage looking for it, so. I was going to say, I guess the other thing, but, is that our, do you think that, okay, so our grandfather was, like, mm. a jazz musician, mm-hmm. and so we kind of grew up, like, going over to our grandparents' house and, like, hearing her grandpa jamming out in his little studio. He had a Big time, big house. time. He'd either, you think that, like, I mean, ours, that guy you? was either, like, in the studio or he was sitting out in his chair with his headphones on, just going ham. <laughs> um... I don't, I'm sure, I don't know how much music, I think musical talent is probably hereditary, and mm. so, um, like how being, nothing against like my teachers. mother, <laughs> I love my mother to death, but that's not maybe something I get from her, she's like, uh, good rep for like, just belting it out at, uh, if she's like singing at church or something, <laughs> I really admire her for it, because it's, you know, it's it's never quite on key or there, but she does not does not phase her, Sarah Henry Pat. Anyhow, I th- I think my dad probably our our dad has a great singing voice, and he's not um, a great guitar player, but he would always strum chords and sing songs to us, so that was big. And then Grandpa was kind of funny because he was like a jazz musician, you know, and he was like a little bit snobby about that. And a- no, super snobby. In my head, it's like La La Land. Yes, I told you. I I told you, Ashley. The guy Sebastian from La La Land is literally our Grandpa Ralph, like th- like fifty years in the future. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he uh, he was really cool in that he always encouraged, and I didn't really get. The, I think I just picked up a bass, uh, two years probably before he passed away, and then played piano for a bit. But I totally expressed an interest in like pop music. And, um, I mean, I, sh- I say pop music, like 60s pop, 70s pop, 50s too. <laughs> and stuff that, like, I mean, he would absolutely turn his nose up at, um, but he always was encouraging. Um, he really brilliant guy. He, he developed, like, a whole new tuning system uh, for an eight-string guitar that was supposed to make it easier for kind of more beginning people to just shred some jazz but um yeah so the the best grandpa pat ralph pat line i think where he was like you ever heard of Jimi hendrix and i was like yeah <laughs> obviously grandpa and he's like yeah he's not uh not a very good, good guitar player and i was like what the fuck are you talking about dude you know like you're so full of it and I was like, oh, do you just kind of like listen to his stuff? And he's, oh, no, I played with him one time and he was not very good. And <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Tell me more, Grandpa. Tell me more. You played with Jimi <laughs> Hendrix? And apparently they played, uh, I don't know. Our Grandpa, he played on like Broadway musicals and stuff. And then he also did recording gigs when he was in New York City. And they played together in some recording studio. I would imagine before Jimi Hendrix was big and also i would imagine that like if the i don't know you put him in a jazz situation and he naturally might not flourish so pretty fascinating bit of a hater grandpa ralph (laughs) i tend to be more of an uh, an appreciator i think of people but again when you think of grandpa ralph think of sebastian from la la land (laughs) okay so i remember one time I was I listened to an interview of a guy who like a songwriter and he was like, "Yeah, I've never been in love," and I was like, "Huh? You've never been in love?" But like half your songs are about so- being in love. They're like love songs, right? 
are heartbreak songs. So I said that to you, and you were like, oh, well, you don't really need to be in love to write a love song. Like, you were very <laughs> about that. Like, you were like, can you talk more about that? I can talk about that. Um, I don't... Lyrics are so interesting. Um, I, if you were writing, like, when you guys wrote fiction, you know, the rule is always to, like, write what you know. But, like, song lyrics don't really have to mean squat, I guess. And um, everybody... They're so prevalent that it's not like if you wanted to try to write a love song you wouldn't know kind of some conventions just subconsciously for it even you know since it's so heavily ingrained into us that anybody could pull it off i'm sure um who was who the artist and i honestly think it was sean mendez but idk it was like a poppy but like all of his music is like love yeah stuff. yeah i mean i've said it before i'm a huge like McCartney fan and he's kind of like pretty noteworthy for not really giving a crap about his lyrics at all. I mean, like first time he kind of comes up with them great. Yeah. And if they're, he's got this song called bit bop, which is just <laughs> bit bop, bit bop over and over again. I mean, <laughs> it's catchy. I love it, but it's, yeah. Um, and then there's, there's obviously writers like his counterpart, like John Lennon was, you know, pretty great when it came to lyrics Bob Dylan is not famous because he has a good singing voice or he can play the guitar. Those are not very good qualities of his, but he's a fantastic lyricist. So, Emmy <laughs> Joe, do you have any like favorite songwriters, go-to songwriters? Um, sure. I Jack Antonoff is like my favorite songwriter of all of, of He's everything. the guy who's been collaborating um, with Taylor a lot, right? Yeah, and then Taylor Swift. Actually, I, I I would put Taylor Swift as number one and Jack Antonoff as number two. I think, aside from that, like, pretty cliche, but, like, obviously, like, Paul McCartney and John Lennon <laughs> do, do it for me. I was gonna say, bud, about when you were talking about Paul McCartney, some of Paul's new stuff I kind of hate because it's, like, talking... He, He's he's like an old man talking about picking he's up He's got women. some creepy... And I'm like, there, oh, man, there was the last... I like this new album a lot, but Egypt Station, there's this really weird song called Fuh You, which, like, terrible title. And, yeah, it was about him, like, pick it. Yeah, it was just gross. It's like, dude, sing some, like, grandpa songs. Sing grandpa songs about farming, Paul. Come on. (laughs) Right. And it just is like, okay, if you don't even care about lyrics, dude, like, at least put some lyrics that aren't weird on there. I don't know. McCartney 3 was excellent, Uh, though. But still, Paul McCartney, yeah. For, like... For the most part, like I'm saying, like 98% Paul McCartney and uh, John Lennon. Um, but yeah, like Jack Antonoff, the chicks are Ooh. probably, yeah, probably like number four as far as songwriting they're, goes. Uh, and, um... They're, they're, I mean, musically, like as musicians, they're, they're just so impressive because they're a class above everybody there and great mm-hmm. songwriters and great vocalists. What a group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jack Antonoff wrote their new album with them, and it's so good. Oh, I need to get on it and listen to it. He's, like, obviously a pop king, but then is also kind of, like, an alternative boy, and then also just did this, like, incredible country album, so. Can do whatever you want. Yeah, okay, bud, so do you have any advice for us as we go into our... Well, I guess the reason I asked who your favorite people were was because I was going to say, imitate them, for sure uh keep it what what actually when you're trying to most of the time you want to like you probably start writing it on a certain instrument 
image I'd imagine you would pick up your acoustic guitar and strum out some chords. Yeah? Yeah, there you go, Ashley. That'd be excellent. Uh, you guys know all that much about like chord progressions or anything like that? I kind of know that, like, I mean, I just... Here's the bad thing. You could probably kind of naturally just figure out intuitively where to go. Mm-hmm. There typically there's uh yeah and I I'm just I don't know that the technical stuff at all. There's supposed to be like five chords I think like a one two three four five or something like that, um, in kind of each key, and there's there's different orders you could go to them and I have no idea what the numbers are or how they work. So that was not helpful advice at all. But that's something it's that okay. you can look we'll up. We'll look at it. We're both writing down notes. I'm doing it on my calendar. Nice. I, so, I, like my first stabs at writing a song, like I did, uh, I was listening to Buddy Holly a lot. So I did just like really simple three chords. I don't know if, if you have like any music that you like, it's really simple. And I don't mean that in an offensive way to whoever wrote it, but like maybe some early T-Swift. No, no. And you imitate that. Next thing you know. Yeah. You got a song. I was thinking that. Yeah. I was thinking that. I was like, there's no way we can imitate 1989 T-Swift, but we could imitate debut album Taylor Swift. Oh, for sure. For sure. What are you guys shooting for? How? Lengthwise. And are you trying to write lyrics? No, I want to do the whole thing. So we're talking two to three verses, a chorus, and a bridge. Which, actually, the bridge... Do you know how to write a bridge? That really gets me. Uh, do, we, do we just need to figure it out? Any advice on bridges specifically? See, this is why I felt not great about <laughs> being the expert who's supposed to advise you. Because I have no advice to give you, other than it's normally a, a totally different direction. So if you've got, like, a... And it doesn't have to be, like, this example, but... If you go, like, pretty straight major chords in your chorus in your verses then your uh like a good example would be have you guys ashley have you heard we can work it out by the beatles um i don't know we can work it out really we can work it out uh life is very exactly short yeah so that that goes from like uh yeah major happy positive paul mccartney kind of chords to uh minor downer John Lennon kind of chords in the bridge. So you want it to be a a different direction. You also don't need a bridge in a song. You could get by with just chorus and verse. If we are taking our inspiration from Jack Antonoff and... You gotta have a bridge. We need. The bridge is so important. If you're taking it... The bridge is so important. Yeah. Yeah. That was also maybe what was easy about starting out with like some Buddy Holly type tunes was it's like it's three chords and and they don't change, you know... Like, you just kind of alternate them when you get to the chorus, and then there's no such thing as a bridge. There's just a ripping guitar solo. Oh, no, then we have to be able to do a ripping guitar solo. <laughs> oh, my god! I should write down ripping guitar solo. Yeah, I would say listen to something that gets you really excited. Like, most, any, most of, half the time I've tried writing a song, I've been, like, listening to some just isolated Beach Boys vocals that knock me out, and I'm like, ooh, try to do something that beautiful, you know? So... Find something that you really connect with, maybe, and then get that creative high. What, uh, really quick, what was your lone attempt at trying to write a song? 
What was that experience like, Em? Do you remember how it went? Well, I kind of was just been playing the guitar a lot. And I was like, oh, I guess I could try my own. And it was definitely, um, like, I'm pretty sure the chord progression was like G, C, E minor, D or something like that. Heck yeah. Every, every 50s pop song. <laughs> yeah, it's that one. In different keys, but... Lyrically, I had no idea what I was doing, so I wrote it from, like, a point of view of a character in a book that I, like... Well, that's really cool. Which I felt like that was very helpful, because I have no, like, no interest in making myself vulnerable and writing lyrics about my life, so I just did it for some I feel like you guys should get really meta and write a song either about (laughs) podcasting or make it, like, here's the thing, (laughs) lyrically based... Podcast. And I don't know. Anthem, if you will. Yeah. Imagine. Yep. But then, oh my goodness, what if we make it love it so much that we just take your music out? I'd be so sad. I also can't imagine. I'll see that what we could happened. do. As you guys could like write a, you could a do banger, a cover. and I could. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. The the fallback, if you guys totally fail at this, has to be that you guys come up with some lyrics for. Uh, that little okay speaking of that 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 song and imitating what you like that is a total ripoff of uh oh gosh it's off of oogum boogum give me a little sign you know that song no i didn't know this give me a little sign yeah it's uh it's the same exact chords it doesn't sound doesn't sound like give me a little sign exactly but that guy's awesome huh Brenton Wood. Listen to Oogum Boogum and uh, yeah, that song. You'll have a great time. Those are those are Mr. Pat's goes to like when we're trying to get good vibes going in room eight, we put on those songs. I thought you were talking about your dad. You're talking about you. Oogum Boogum. Uh. Oh no, I was talking about that. And that's uh, what made it into your guys' podcast theme. Mm. Who who's the guy I thought it was really funny. Uh, you guys had one guy on who was being really nice and saying nice things about the um the intro music and he was like oh yeah it's, it's it was Nate. sounds like fresh air or like an npr kind of thing and i was like <laughs> not at all <laughs> but cool that's what's cool about music i guess is anybody can can listen to it and, and read into it how they like okay final advice emulate people you like listen to some people to get the inspiration flowing figure out a chord progression Write some banger lyrics so if our music is bad, at least we have something to fall on. Maybe, maybe final advice is just that, like, um, everybody works differently. So if you're trying really hard to figure out, like, a chord progression first and you're getting nowhere, maybe scrap that and go to some lyrics. Mm-hmm. Get those down and then come, just, like, figure, out, figure out what works for you. No, 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 no. My, my advice is just to, like, try try <laughs> yeah. something, and if it doesn't work, like, go to another approach, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's uh, much like, not to get us too off task here, much like writing fiction, you know, like, Stephen King says if you uh, plot a novel, it, like, takes the life out of your uh-huh. characters and you shouldn't do it. And then this other guy, Brandon Sanderson, says, like, you should plot things out to a T. And they're both bestsellers, so all that tells mm-hmm. me is that you should... Try something, and if it doesn't work for you, then mm-hmm. go the other direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, final final uh, statement to it. Emily. What's your confidence level on this project? Um, I think a three. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. <laughs> like a what? Ringo star out of... The Beatles. 
Dude, <laughs> Ringo, Beatles. underrated, has uh, uh, one of the best solo albums. Probably the, like, fourth, yeah, Emily, fourth best Beatles that's solo how album. That's feel about it. <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. I feel better than I did. I feel less overwhelmed than I did about writing fiction, and I think it's going to be fun no matter mm. what. That's how, what I think. Oh, so wow. You gave yourself I would imagine this would be don't... harder than writing fiction. I... I'm. I don't love the idea of sharing the final product with the. That's why I'm saying we sing in French. I don't know what the problem is with that. <laughs> yeah, guys. Before we started recording, Ashley was like, "I'm just saying that if we sing in French, I wouldn't sound it's so true. bad." It's <laughs> true. I, I like... promise. It's like uh, the what? cadence is much nicer than English. I think French is, and so like it doesn't matter if your words, your sentences don't really make sense. Hmm? Yeah. What if you guys write something and then I do an amateur cover of it for the listeners? And then you could be like, oh, here's the songwriting and that we did. Oh. And Ashley, if you're like embarrassed I about singing or that. something, you don't need to be, you know? Oh, oh, oh. That's an option. Yeah, that's a really good idea. True. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Great thinking, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's like when... Yeah, I was gonna. Someone say, it's literally like music. People write the song. Like the song. <laughs> write the song. Yeah, pretty much everything you listen to on the radio. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We can have like a bad version, okay. you know, and then we can have the. the <laughs> Compare them. Compare them. Yeah. yeah. This is what we intended it to sound like. This is what it sounded like in our heads, you know. The good, the good <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, I feel like we're at a good five, you know, on one to ten. So, okay. And I think this yeah. will be much harder than writing. Did, um, did you guys write together or did... I don't remember. Or did you each try your own story? No, we wrote one piece together. We wrote Ooh. together completely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I liked having Ashley's mm-hmm. thoughts to like spur me on but we'll see how this goes i'm about to hate ashley's thoughts okay so cut to future us who have now written a song completed a song can you believe it go us
So that was Ian's recording of our song. And then you're about to hear Ashley and I singing the full three verses, bridge, and chorus of it. But just a warning, it is pretty poor quality. So if you don't want to listen to it, if that little taste from Ian was enough, then you can skip ahead three minutes and then we'll talk about the process of writing the song. But I hope you do listen and I hope you enjoy. I never thought that I'd find the one You far from some song so young Going together our hand in hand How could we last with no fear or plan? But why would I say wrong place and wrong time When our days together So I was listening to Fearless, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and I'm so amused because just the idea of like me being like, okay, let's make this a 2008 Taylor Swift song. And the <laughs> fact that I didn't think about this when I did it, about how yeah, at the end I changed the pronouns <laughs> mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. to like... This Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Taylor does that in like half the yeah. songs on Fearless. It feels and every like, song. So. And every every single song i did that too i was like i was gonna say during that last you um repeat in the i don't know what it's called but it's like the part where it's sad and it's like uh the part that reminds me of 
here stuck here waiting here forever standing sitting here forever waiting by taylor swift waiting forever right where you left me (laughs) um and it's the like i won't ever move on or i might never move on like oh i'll change it to i won't ever move on it'll be sad (laughs) would you believe i forgot to mention it when we first recorded but i wrote the diss track in anticipation of writing a song because i was like this will help me write and then it didn't because on the diss track for you, I just talk. Uh, like, I just use my talking voice uh, for it. Uh-huh. And so I, because I knew that I, like, don't like listening to my voice back and I don't really, yeah. Anyway, I was like, oh, I really thought it would help and it didn't. <laughs> I just roasted Emily instead. <laughs> kind of for- fun. I forgot about the diss track. Are we posting the diss track yeah. too? Um, only if people ask for it. I think it's a little... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> insulting a little insulting i feel like i'd have to bleep stuff out <laughs> it's fine actually yeah you could get canceled As a for, you could get canceled for yours right no way for the one that i wrote about you like i could get canceled for what you wrote about me or no, we you could, could cancel get canceled you for what me. you wrote about me oh why <laughs> right don't you <laughs> don't you say something terrible about Okay, so we're not posting that, guys. Oh, no. Um, I don't say something terrible about it. I just, like, roast your morality. It happened. It's a fact. Okay. Ashley Chan, how did you, how did it feel writing a song for the first time? We're out, we're on the other side of our conversation with Ian. Uh Uh-huh. Good, I think. I mean... It was kind of, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was kind of easy because I didn't have to write any of the music, Mm -hmm. like, the, like, instrumental part. And so writing the words was just, like, writing, like, a nice little poem. And we had, like, our inspiration for what we wanted to do, and so I think that it was easy to kind of just write to that. How was it for you? Because Emily, if you guys don't know is the one who wrote all the music and then played it all because I was trying to match my ukulele to it and I was like, this sounds like garbage. <laughs> and so I threw it out. Yeah, no, I thought it was fun. I thought the... Mm-hmm. I think that the, like, just fight, like picking a tune and going with it is kind of the easy part, so I would say the opposite <laughs> of you. Like, I didn't think it... The, I thought the words were much harder. Oh, look, we're a match made in heavy. But, yeah, Ashley was very good with the words. Um, yeah, so our inspiration, I think my biggest inspiration for the song, I was making it, um, Right Where You Left Me by Taylor Swift themed. Mm -hmm. Um, but then for the lyrics, I think we Mm -hmm. both did this. I know I, like, just went into some old journals of me being, Mm -hmm. like, a sad girl over Mm -hmm. a boy, and I just, and I just picked some lines out of it. (laughs) <laughs> which was a which is a good I feel sorry to just keep bringing her up but she just released um Taylor's version of Fearless so I can't stop thinking about her that's what Taylor uh-huh. Swift does I, Emily so. literally can't even if Fearless wasn't released you wouldn't be able to not think about her so yeah that's true it's not just Fearless anyways but yeah so yeah we both looked at our journals and so we came into it with some little mm-hmm. phrases and lines and like a theme mm-hmm. and then we kind of just put it together am i right yeah uh yeah well i 
looked at my journal and I was like, this is all trash. I can't believe I wrote this. I can't believe that I felt like this. And then I was (laughs) trying to just write a song based off of nothing because that I was like trying to think of sad times like post breakup. And then I was like, this just does it. I feel really weird singing about my personal experience. (laughs) I don't like this. And then I just listened to sad songs on a for like a week. I don't. And then I got there. Yeah, because this song is not about a personal experience of mine. Like, this mm-hmm. is... I have not been in a... Like, this song is about someone who was with someone when they were, like, eight, like a teenager, right? And uh-huh. then they move apart. Yeah. Not my yeah. story. Uh-huh. Uh, just, like, very fun story. But, yeah, I did yeah. think it was fun to have, like, little relics of my journal in there. Oh, yeah, the youth. Was it cathartic? Did you feel... Because I know that one of your concerns was that you were, like, going to be emotionally candid. Yeah, with I was pretty the people. That, huh? <laughs> you were like, I can't, I can't sing my real feelings. So I you got around it. No. I was... I'm also <laughs> nervous about writing a song and singing it mm-hmm. and people hearing that. That is not something I've ever yeah. done before. That's a first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's fine. I feel good about it now. It's... We're good. So we wrote it all out, and then we I like put it on acoustic guitar, essentially, like very mm-hmm. minimal skill that goes with that. Yeah. And then we sent it over to our producer Ian, uh-huh. and that man put a little fun track on the first minute of it, which was really fun. So 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 fun. Sounds so good. It sounds so good. <laughs> it kind of it's just such a different vibe than the acoustic guitar. Yeah, it's like wow. It's kind of like a. No, like I a seventies like rock and roll song now, mm. right? I, is that what that genre is? I don't know genres of music. I'm not very good at. Maybe sixties. I don't know why I would say seventies. Definitely sixties, but yeah, like the turtles. I don't know. I'm getting turtles vibes from it. <laughs> okay, does do you think this is something that you're gonna do again? No. Not unless we do it together. Like, I can't write the music. <laughs> this, this is so hard. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm Emily cl- was just strumming. Emily literally just shru- strummed. And then she was like, oh, that sounds good. And then I was like, true. <laughs> it does sound good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I also don't think that I would do this again. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Here's what I think. I could see mm-hmm. going through an awful breakup and being like, I have to write some songs about this. I have to write, like Taylor Swift, I have to write, like, The Wind right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, so probably <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. I'm glad we did it. I feel like I've flexed my creative yeah. muscles, and I feel good about it. And I suggest yeah. everyone out there to go write a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our other, okay, our other, sorry, our other inspiration was definitely driver's license, which is everybody's mm-hmm. inspiration in the Truly. S- spring of 2021, so. Yep. yep, and then, well, like, what was, was that, no, that was like winter, right? Because now spring 2021, we have, get this, deja vu, another inspiration. Deja vu. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm So, so good. Anyway, I should put that on my playlist. You guys can find my sad girl playlist. It's like six songs that I just listened to for a whole week straight <laughs> to be able to write this song. And that's why the song sounds like six other songs exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's 
kind of fine. Kind of fun. Oh, yeah. But wait. Oh, I already said that. Never mind. Hmm. Did I already say that? The whole hmm. time Just that say. we're... The whole... The mm-hmm. chorus is like, how could yeah. I say wrong place and wrong time when our days together mm-hmm. were like warm sunshine? And then I changed uh-huh. it to how could you say wrong place at the yeah. last chorus. And mm-hmm. I did that because I was like, oh, fun. A little little twist at the end of the song but uh-huh. that's such uh-huh. a taylor swift like that's not not just taylor swift she didn't invent music but like very cliche <laughs> thing to do pretty pretty proud of it uh-huh. though we do until love that. you made it a cloudy day drifting across the sky that's on you that's all your fault also <laughs> we so titling it i was kind of like i don't know what mm-hmm. to title and the only like unique phrase in it is cloudy day Mm -hmm. so i think that's what we were going with right i mean i think so that's what i called it before it had a name too yeah because anything that's what we i feel like the like until you or like until it became a cloudy day drifting across the sky that and how could i say wrong place in wrong time were our two like we built the song off those two lines so Mm -hmm. truly fun though Mm -hmm. truly a fun word game of writing what you want to say and then trying to make the the it match like syllables yeah and, and and like to rhyme yeah kind of fun i was i listen to music more now and listen to the words actually and they have i thought that they were all like near rhymes basically because how can you rhyme every line like what is this dr seuss but people do exact rhymes people do like perfect rhymes and i'm like hmm people also sometimes just say words weird <laughs> to make things rhyme, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is yeah. really funny but still i am amazed i love it it's- it's like one of my favorite lines from a movie of all time is Billy Mack in Love Actually, when he's like, do you see what we did there? We added an extra syllable to make it say, like, snow is all around us. And then he's like, absolute gold <laughs> And that is kind of, I think, what all musicians do. <laughs> that's, that's us, Emily. That's us. Guess. We're musicians now. Yeah. So if you guys want to write a sad song, I recommend listening to a song that gets you emotional. I listened to Teardrops on My Guitar, and then I mm-hmm. just sat in my car for a while. Yeah. Teardrops <laughs> on My Guitar. That was another. True. Truly a song that made me cry. Like, one of the few songs that made me emotive in my youth. I would just listen to it and cry, like, in a booth at the restaurant. Ugh. Alone. <laughs> so good. Really brought back all the memories. <laughs> really embodied myself (laughs) well i think that you did a a fantastic job great work emily oh thank you you too ashley chan should we wrap it up thank you yeah we're going uh, this isn't the end of season four but we are gonna take a couple weeks off before we release new episodes Mm -hmm. so enjoy what you have Um, indeed go back and listen to us to us whisper into your ears or you could just have our song on loop (laughs) <laughs> yes we're just gonna Please leave you with this song i ooh, i don't like the idea of it <laughs> yeah that's what, see that's what was stressing me out but that's fine uh, yeah no biggie um do you have a favorite episode that you want them to go back to listen to oh man oh i just went on spotify and here's the thing is was like i had just searched it because i search her <laughs> on podcasts a lot because i get also. confused about the intro music <laughs> You're like, is this the intro or the middle song or the outro? (laughs) Just label it correctly. Just call it the intro when you save it. That's a good point. Um, Okay. 
I would listen to First Time Writing with Kara Nixon. I think that's such a fun mm-hmm. episode and proud of our work there. Let's see, from season two, or season three, I thought, I'm looking over them right now, Halston was hilarious. I think Noelle's episode is my favorite, maybe, from season two. Yeah, I can't, I don't know the difference between any of the episodes in season two, but I know it's fun. <laughs> it's okay, my episode that I was going to recommend was in season two, and I just listened to, re-listened to episode 11, first time being robbed by a monkey, and I think that one is so funny, so you can go listen to that one. Good job. Or, and the other one to listen to is episode 21, which is like a year ago now of us reacting mm-hmm. to when COVID oh, first started. And yeah, it's literally so sad. If you want to be sad and remember what it was like a yeah. year ago. If you want to remember what it's like to have hope. Yeah. Except for we have it again. Vaccines. But yeah. still, that is one to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank yous. So thank you to you guys for listening thank you emily for being my co-host for 50 episodes do you know how much time we've wasted together (laughs) so fun at least 50 (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely would not do it with anybody else happy 50th Uh, happy 50th um thank you to ian for writing our that song the intro music the middle what is that called and the outro as always. As always. Yes. Interlude. Thank yes. Thank you, King. Thank you to our... Holy thanks for being sweet enough to our Taylor Swift. <laughs> Such a king. Um, thank you to... Oh, for this specifically, thank you to Hannah Hamilton, who I asked for advice on songwriting, and Finley King, who I asked for advice, and to Michael... Mike Miller, who I also asked. Everybody gave fantastic advice. I wrote it all down, and then I was like, they all told me to relax and not take it seriously, so I have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And it really worked. Uh, Very good. Yeah, thank you to Ian and Taylor for giving me all my advice. (laughs) So good. So, so good. Thank you to our past selves for just, you know, being queens. Yeah. Documenting our feelings. Seriously, yeah. (laughs) Thank you to that specific boy who that line was written about. I'm not saying his name, but... Thank you to Matt Hill for teaching me how to play the guitar in, like, 2014, mm-hmm. King. It's really mm-hmm. paid off. Indeed. And thank you again for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. That was the thing. Bye. Oh, there it was. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.